Hormone imbalances are more common in women than you might think. These often ignored problems can cause a range of symptoms as well as a lot of pain and discomfort. Today on the Dr. Lamb Show, we will be going through PMS and menopause. And we're gonna be talking about hormone imbalances, how they are caused, how they relate to adrenal fatigue, and how we can alleviate your symptoms and get you back to feeling good again. And the Dr. Lamb Show, we're here to empower you to take control of your health as we talk about integrative medicine. If you enjoy this show and find it useful, please hit the button, the like button, subscribe to get notifications. This is the best way to make this show more visible so that other people who need the information can find it. So thank you for joining us today. I'm Dr. Kiri Lam, and I'm specializing in family medicine and holistic health for many years. And hi, I'm Dr. Jeremy Lam. I uh, also focus on chronic conditions and preventative health. And the first issue that we often see with hormone imbalances is PMS, which is a common complaint for many women. But just because it's a common complaint does not mean that it's normal. And so how PMS relates to adrenal fatigue is that some common PMS symptoms uh, you see is very common and PMS symptoms occur three to four days before the cycle actually begins. And they start to have symptoms such as bloating, irritability, water retention, and some acne, possibly some sleeping problems as well. And so Dr. Carey, why do we say that PMS symptoms are not normal? Right, a, a lot of girls, they think that, oh, it's normal for me to have the uh, severe cramping or acne or um, feel really bad right before my period because so many women have it. But just because so many girls are dealing with it or women are dealing with it doesn't mean that it's a normal phenomenon. As hundreds of years ago, women did not have PMS symptoms, okay? And so asking the question of why you have PMS is very important. What's the physiologic cause? And a lot of times it can be due to excess amount of estrogen and the body not having enough of the opposing hormone like progesterone to normalize it. And so when you have an excess amount of estrogen, it causes a kind of a relative, a seesaw imbalance, a hormone imbalance uh, called estrogen dominance as one time. Or you can also have more anabolic um, type of hormone imbalance, whether it's testosterone or more of an anabolic means more male kind of hormones that are more for build, building uh, rather than catabolic is for um, for breaking down. So anabolic, you, you usually think about a bodybuilding, okay? And so as you have this imbalance in your cycles, um, you can feel irregular periods, or like you said, that feeling of bloating or the acne due to more um, male hormone imbalance, or the estrogen dominance can be more like a breast tenderness, feeling the water retention and that irritability, okay? And so um, uh, what happens actually in a cycle is that the first 14 days, we call the follicular phase, right? Um, day one to day five, usually you would menstruate, you would have a period. And then the day one to one to 14 is called the follicular phase where uh, your body, your ovaries produce follicles, okay? It's maturing the follicles so that the eggs can come out and be able to 
be prepared to be fertilized. And day 14 um, usually is where ovulation is, but it definitely depends on each person. And then day 14 to 28, or from ovulation to the start of your next period, that's what we call the luteal phase. And that's usually when, if you were to get pregnant at ovulation, um, your body is preparing you to be able to produce enough progesterone to progest, like just like gestation. So you, your body would want you to actually keep the the egg. But if you don't and you have a drop in the progesterone, that's what causes the sloughing, um, which is the period. Okay. So that's a general um, idea of how our cycles as women works. However, um, when you have estrogen and progesterone being off in their levels, then you can have these symptoms come about. Right, Dr. Jeremy? Yeah, and like we had mentioned before, you know, if you have estrogen dominance or high estrogen, then that's a common cause of PMS, right? So uh, depending on whether your estrogen and your progesterone ratio, and also depending on what day of the cycle that you are on, that can lead to more PMS symptoms. And so it's really about having uh, your hormones balanced uh, to be able to kind of regulate your symptoms. Uh, that's the key. And it's very hard in today's world because of kind of all the chemicals, all of the toxins that's out in the world today that helps uh, throw our hormones into imbalance. Stress can also throw our uh, hormones into imbalance. And lastly, right, adrenal fatigue, which is why it's correlating with uh, the hormones because of the oat axis or the ovarian adrenal thyroid axis. And so it's very important to kind of uh, really to get to the underlying root problem and not just uh, write off PMS because uh, PMS is a complex issue and it's, uh, you know, less about how much uh, specific hormones that you need to balance, but again, getting down to the underlying root problem and then addressing that. Right. So if you are suffering from uh, PMS or uh, you want more information about this and you know that your body's not feeling normal and you want to address it, then please don't hesitate to call our office at 714-709-8000 and we can help address your PMS symptoms. And um, you talked a little about the PMS and the environment and the foods. How how do um, how do we get a lot of estrogen in our bodies? They actually can come from chemicals, like you said, plastics like BPA or any um, xenoestrogens that can be found in cleaners or even pesticides in the foods that we eat from the soil. Uh, you don't even know where the food comes from, but somehow the, the, the soil already has pesticides, okay? And so all these, Xenoestrogens means it compounds that look like estrogen and therefore they cause your body to be more estrogenic. And even though it doesn't, it's not real estrogen, it does sit on the estrogen receptors, therefore causing this estrogen dominance. And the estrogen dominance is what might be the ones causing your PMS symptoms. And so learning how to balance that 
out, like you talked about the progesterone estrogen ratio, making sure that you're able to clear the estrogens out, whether it's through the detox pathways or your liver to make sure it's working well to be able to metabolize all these hormones and also dealing with the adrenals because the ovarian adrenal thyroid access, right? OAT access is very important in our hormone circuit. And so making sure all parts of your body are well taken care of will also help with these PMS symptoms. So that's great. I'm um, talking about PMS for, you know, women who are still having periods, but then the next topic would be menopause for women who stop having periods. So Dr. Jeremy, tell us a little more about menopause. Well, you know, are hot flashes normal during menopause? And the answer is no, it's not normal. You know, uh, before, back in previous generations, women who went through menopause went through it pretty gracefully. They didn't have any symptoms. And yet nowadays, you know, uh, many women who are going through menopause are developing hot flashes and they eventually disappear. But uh, you know, it still affects their life and affects their ability to work. And so the question is, why do these uh, people get hot flashes when it's not normal? Now, hot flashes actually represents a vasomotor instability, meaning that your blood vessels are uh, vasodilating, right? And its integrity throughout its terms is basically unstable. And so your body self regulation has lost its balance to be able to control this vasomotor instability. And the why it has lost its balance is likely because of a hormonal balance issue. Again, we had talked about hormonal balance in uh, PMS and likely oftentimes with hot flashes is also hormonal imbalance. Dr. Carey, you wanna to talk to us more about that? Right, so the hot flash itself is from your blood vessels actually opening up, right, and um, dilating so that as they get bigger, more blood goes through to have more oxygen and you just get a little warmer, okay? Um, and that's how hot flashes happen. But talking about the hormone imbalance, it's also about the estrogen. Um, and unfortunately, it's very hard to say if estrogen dominance or estrogen deficiency can cause hot flashes. Because if you think about menopause, actually it's your ovaries that die out and they're not producing estrogen anymore, right? And it, when you think about menopause, um, you would think, hey, it's probably an estrogen deficiency problem, right? The hot flashes because I'm not producing enough estrogen and therefore, I would have a hot flash, but you have to think about actually the ratio. We always wanna make sure it's about the estrogen to progesterone ratio, because if your estrogen drops more relative to the progesterone, then yes, you would have more hot flashes. However, your absolute levels of estrogen can still be high. You can be an estrogen dominant person already. Um, but just because when you undergo menopause, your estrogen drops more than your progesterone would drop, therefore you get the hot flashes. So um, people who have a lot of fat cells, okay, like abdominal obesity, they tend to put out more estrogen. And so they might be already on the more estrogen dominant side. But 
they could also get hot flashes. And then on the other side, you might have a skinny woman who also gets estrogen dominance from an actual like estrogen depletion due to not having a lot of estrogen. And so being able to differentiate the difference is very important because one on one hand, you don't want to give someone who's estrogen dominant more estrogen. And on the other hand, someone who's actually estrogen deficient, you can um, provide them a little more estrogenic um, support and they would do better on the uh, hot flashes, you know? And so it's, it takes a very skilled like uh, provider to kind of see which side of the estrogen and the progesterone you're on, but also the, the right type of labs that you can order, okay? Like whether it's through saliva or through the blood to know where your body is in terms of um, your menopause and your hormone levels is, is very important. And so it's very important, like uh, Dr. Kerry saying, to make sure that you check the ratios and to be able to interpret those ratios appropriately. Uh, whether it's a combination of saliva tests plus taking a history to understand not only the body, but from a hormonal perspective, as well as your overall body's response to stress and also taking into account the liver, right? Because the liver processes the hormones. So it's really uh, trying to take a whole person approach to uh, figure out what the problem is and how to address those hormone imbalances that's really important. And so, you know, you can tell that from what we've talked about so far that hot flashes during menopause are not normal. So if you're suffering from hot flashes, get expert help and guidance. You don't have to live with those symptoms anymore. So you can call us at 714-709-8000. And so Dr. Kerry, do you have any tips for our listeners on how they can help with hot flashes? Right. So... The easiest ones are usually, you know, other than getting to the root cause, like you said, right, finding out what the imbalance is and, and solving it. Um, lifestyle tips are always very important. If you uh, tend to run on the hot side at night, you know, have a fan by you at all times, wear cooler, lighter clothing, um, you can put cool towels on you. So those are lifestyle changes that you can make specifically for the physical symptoms that you're having. Uh, other, um, you know, supplements that could be used to help to balance uh, um, whether it's PMS or hot flashes during menopause is knowing where the estrogen and progesterone are and which supplements or foods can be more estrogenic. Okay, for example, evening primrose oil have been used to actually um, increase more of the estrogenic properties if you tend to be more estrogen deficient. Um, chase berry or Vitex have been used for more progesterone uh, effects if you needed more of that type of balancing. Uh, you know, if you go to a conventional doctor, they might use other medications like SSRIs and things like that to, to try to help symptomatically the, the hot flashes that you might be having, okay? And so there are all a lot of ways to deal with it symptomatically, but still have to make sure that you're getting down to the root cause, okay? And you have to do this with the guidance of a good provider who understands where levels are and how to deal with it, okay? The other thing that can also help is a bioidentical hormone replacement therapy uh, where you are giving your body the estrogen and the progesterone that it needs. Um, 
in a more bioidentical meaning the compounds look exactly the same as the ones that you make in your own body. And so that is also an option, but usually you don't want to do it first line. You want to make sure your adrenals are working well. You want to make sure your thyroid is working well before you just jump straight into the hormones. So like I said, make sure you um, do all of this with a doctor's uh, guidance. So those are just some little ways that you can help uh, and what to take when you're having these symptoms of PMS and also um, hot flashes. So getting your hormones back into balance may seem impossible, but remember that there are some safe and easy things that you can try to help reduce your hormonal imbalances and associated symptoms. So call our office at 714-709-8000. And also regarding specific strategies on how to deal with adrenal fatigue, with PMS, and also with hot flashes. We hope that this was helpful and that you learned more about hormonal imbalances and how to correct them safely, naturally, and without causing additional stress for your body. Thank you for listening. And again, if you would like help with your hormones, just give us a call. And we're here to empower you to take control of your health. This podcast has been produced and broadcast solely for informational and educational purposes by Lamb Clinic. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The products and supplements discussed in this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you believe you may have a medical condition, please consult your own doctor. Opinions of guests are their own, and Lamb Clinic does not endorse or accept responsibility for any of the statements and views made by guests. The views and opinions of guests in the podcast are their own and do not reflect those of Lamb Clinic. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. In some cases, individuals on the podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in the products or services referred to herein. Podcast listeners should always seek the advice of their physicians or other qualified health providers with any questions they may have regarding their own medical conditions. Podcast listeners must always continue to follow the advice of their personal physicians for all of their medical needs.